Welcome to Tribe Talk, where we focus on the topics that will help you improve your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. I'm Dr. Elena Villanueva, and helping people improve their mental health is my passion. I'm Ann Hutira, and nutrition is my passion. Together, we invite you to be a part of our tribe and learn how addressing the root causes of your symptoms can bring you improved health and wellness. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the next hour of Tribe Talk. Hi everyone, Dr. V here and Ann Hutera. Welcome to Tribe Talk. We're so, super excited to have you back with us today. Um, and we have a very, very special guest, Dr. Michael Murray. And uh, super excited to have you here with us, Dr. Michael. My pleasure. Yeah, and Dr. Murray, we are, we are so excited to have him here. You might have heard of him before. He's written a lot of books, and today we're going to talk about his latest book that is coming out now for you to pick up. Now, Dr. Murray is one of the leading authorities on natural medicine. He's published 35 books, like I mentioned, with over 6 million copies sold on different health-related topics. And for the past 30 years, Dr. Murray's been compiling a massive database of original scientific studies from the medical literature. He's personally collected over 50,000 articles from the scientific literature, which provide strong evidence on the effectiveness of diet, vitamins, minerals, glandular extracts, herbs, and other natural measures in the maintenance of health and the treatment of disease. Now, it's from this constantly expanding database that Dr. Murray provides the answers on health and healing at his website, drmurray.com. So again, Dr. Murray, thanks for being here. You've obviously done tons of research over the years, and so you have so much to share uh, with people and with our listeners. Tell us about your latest book and what that's all about. Okay, well, uh, hot off the press, it's uh, called The Longevity Matrix. A matrix uh, consists of a, a series of systems, and uh, that's how our health is. And, I always get asked, what's the most important uh, thing you can do? And I say everything. And uh, when it comes to our health, we have to make sure everybody's system is, is uh, working properly. And we have to look for those weak links and do what we can naturally to, to support them, make them stronger. That's so awesome. Tell us, what, in, what even inspired you to write a book on longevity? And how is your book different compared to other books? Yeah, so uh, like most of your listeners probably, I, I'm very interested in, in living a longer and healthier life. And when I started to look at what's out there, uh, they really focused on some anti-aging strategies that, that are good, but uh, I don't think they really address the, the, the key issues of what is uh, leading to uh, a shorter lifespan. And uh, so what I try to do in the book is is really guide people through a process uh, to live better now and to live stronger and uh, the outcome will be living longer and I try to get them off their 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 uh, drug approach the biochemical band-aid and try to address underlying uh, issues and we do this through a series of questionnaires throughout the book and we go from system to system uh, because we are only as strong as our weakest link. And I start the book off kind of in an interesting way. I, 
I try to help people find purpose and gratitude in, in their lives. And this is really important for longevity because if people don't have a powerful why, then they're, they're, they're not going to be that inspired to, to live a longer and healthier life. And uh, when I started looking at uh, how most people are in their in their lives right now, there's a lot of people out there that are that are struggling. They're not thriving, and if you're in pain, if you're not uh, <laughs> living a, a passionate life, and you're depressed, or life seems to be a struggle, and you have low energy, the idea of living longer just isn't that appealing. <laughs> On the flip side, you know, if you if you have a a, a great deal of awe in your life, if you have a lot of gratitude, passion, inspiration, love, joy, boy, you want to be around here longer and you want to have more of that. And so uh, that's what I try to do in the, in the first chapter is really kind of set the stage as to uh, what our, our real goals are. Our real goal, yeah, we want to live longer, but boy, if we can make our lives better right now, uh, I, I think that's the secret. Yeah, I love that you mentioned specifically purpose and gratitude because in the work that we do with our clients, you know, we have that body, mind, and spirit approach with our clients. And that is often an area that people overlook. They don't realize that having a purpose, showing gratitude, being thankful, you know, managing your stress, doing all of those things are so important in our physical health as well. A absolutely. And, uh, it makes life uh, more worth living, I think. Uh, I think I believe that there is a purpose to life, and I believe that each of us has a, a mission. And, uh, you know, finding that mission and, and creating a vehicle in, in your life that makes a difference in the lives of others is, is really an important key as well. And I know you two, uh, you're, you're living that, right? I mean, uh, there's a lot of joy, I can tell, in these podcasts. You just because you know you're sharing things that you hear and, and they resonate with you and you want to share that with your, with your audience because you know it can, it can change their lives. Yeah, we absolutely get super passionate about it. I mean, it's hard, it's hard not to. When you've been down that road and you have become ill, and yes, it does accelerate the aging process, you know, and you're just lucky enough to have symptoms of that. Um, you don't have a purpose or, you know, you don't want to keep going because it's like, is this all I have to look forward to? I was there once in my life. I lost my memory. Um, I had fallen like really right into a state of dementia in my thirties. Um, and wow. my physical health was horrible. I couldn't remember my son's name. I had three sports medicine practices. I lost everything I had and nobody had an answer for me. Um, and you know, I remember being at that cross point in the decision of, you know, if this is what I have to live for, I don't want this anymore. I'm ready to go. And I made that decision to end my life. And it was, you know, very interesting how things happened that, you know, there were some stark signs that couldn't have been any, you know, more like slap in the face, like, Hey, I'm here. There's a purpose for you. And, yeah. and I'm going to give you the answers that you need. And it was a long road back to my recovery, but I'm super motivated and I have purpose. And I just like you, you know, it's funny that you say that you see the passion, but yeah, I mean, this is why we have this passion because all of us who are on the Modern Holistic Health team, um, you know, we all 
um, have been through our health struggles and we've all worked very, very hard to overcome those. And, you know, I turn 50 next year and I, um, you know, I want to slow the aging process down. I want to be that centurion, centurion who is still hiking up the mountains and doing those, you know, 14ers over here in Colorado. Like, I want to be that person. I want to be chasing my great grandkids around. So I'm yeah. super excited to read your book. And I'm really curious if you maybe would share a couple of little little secrets that you talk about in your book? Like what are some of the anti-aging biohacks that you're going to be getting into in your book? Well, uh, I'm going to start off by uh, talking about removing obstacles to aging. And uh, uh, one of the themes throughout the book is uh, trying to help people realize that many of these uh, drugs, either over the counter or prescription, these biochemical band-aids they produce effects or side effects that really are detrimental to, to, uh, to, to our, our health. Um, for example, uh, something as simple as acetaminophen, Tylenol. Uh, you all know what this drug does. Sorry about that. I gotta turn my phone off. Um, what this drug does is it, it, it it's just simply a, a pain reliever and it reduces fever, but it has no real purpose. It doesn't really address under any underlying cause. And one of the side effects of this drug is that it depletes our cells of a substance called glutathione. This is our main cellular protector. So when we uh, become depleted in uh, glutathione, all the cells throughout our body become more susceptible to the aging process and being damaged. Uh, if, if you uh, take too much uh, Tylenol or you're taking Tylenol with alcohol, it can actually cause uh, liver damage and it can kill you. And the reason why it causes a liver damage is because of this depletion of glutathione. Acetaminophen is used by 50 million people in the U.S. on a weekly basis. And this drug is linked to uh, Alzheimer's disease. It's it's linked to male infertility. It's it's uh, linked to increased risk for asthma and autism in children. Uh, the list goes on and on of the side effects of this drug, and yet people are popping it like crazy and not realizing that every time they take a, a Tylenol, they're increasing the likelihood that their cells are going to be. Uh, in an accelerated aging state. And this is just one example of uh, just one popular drug. And in the book, I go, every, every system that we talk about, we, we can find the drug that's used for that particular system. And, and I can uh, uh, show people the data that this drug can lower life expectancy. Another great example of that are proton pump inhibitors, PPIs like Prilosec and Nexium. These drugs are putting people into the graves very early. Uh, these drugs are known as proton pump inhibitors, and this is very important for the manufacture of uh, hydrochloric acid or stomach acid. So taking a proton pump inhibitor can, can block acid production, but that's something our body needs to digest food. And when we are blocking that natural process, it, it's a domino effect and we have all sorts of side effects. We don't ionize our minerals properly, which leads to alterations in our 
gut microbiome that increases gut infections. Uh, these drugs are associated with osteoporosis, increased risk of not only gut infections, but also pneumonia, uh, including COVID-19. Uh, these drugs are also associated with early heart disease and many forms of cancer. So uh, no, no surprise that when they look at uh, the impact of uh, regular use of these drugs, that it has a really detrimental effect on mortality. So if you wanna live longer, you've gotta you got to stay away from things that are going to shorten your lifespan. Just like, you know, everybody knows it's uh, cigarette smoking shortens your lifespan, but they don't know some of these, these uh, toxins that are disguised as drugs can do the same thing. So now are there safe and effective natural therapies for these applications? Absolutely. In fact, in the treatment of uh, gastroesophageal uh, reflux, uh, these natural approaches have been shown to outperform the drug approaches but have no side effects. So you're taking something that's going to actually promote your health <laughs> rather than taking something that robs your health. So that's, it's a big theme throughout the, the book and uh, I, I hope it, uh, it opens a lot of people's eyes because uh, I think that we have a tendency because of all the technology advancements that we think medicine has, has followed suit. But I believe that when medical historians look back at the last hundred years, they're going to look at it as the dark ages of pharmacy because quite simply, many of these drugs are simply irrational. They just don't make any sense at all. And yet they're the dominant form of medicine. Uh, a great example of that is ibuprofen, Advil, Motrin, et cetera, in the treatment of osteoarthritis. Uh, ibuprofen reduces pain and inflammation by blocking certain enzymes. It turns out that uh, the drugs also block enzymes that build cartilage. So you reduce pain and inflammation, but you're actually impairing your body's ability to repair joints and, and uh, build cartilage. And so as a result, you're actually suppressing symptoms, but actually promoting the progression of the disease process. That's, that's ludicrous. That's such a bad idea. And yet uh, very few doctors know about this. And uh, I think probably more consumers are aware of this link than, than doctors. Uh, otherwise, these doctors wouldn't be prescribing a dead-end therapy. Uh, using non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and osteoarthritis is a dead end. It's, it's not going to produce the long-term benefits that, that uh, people need. Uh, uh, and that's probably one reason why we have 400,000 joint replacements each year in the United States, because people are taking these non-steroidals and it's eroding uh, their joints. So they have to get them replaced. I don't want to have a joint replacement. I have a sister. She's had uh, two hips and, and a knee done. Uh, she's only a year older than me, uh, you know, and uh, I don't want to, uh, <laughs> I love her. Uh, 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 I'm not criticizing her, but if she would have taken better care of her joints, uh, she would not have needed to have uh, those artificial replacements. Correct. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, whenever, whenever I'm hearing you talk about osteoarthritis, you know, my background is, is uh, in chiropractic and, and medicine. And I have, you know, I, I once had four, you know, three, four sports medicine clinics, actually. And um, improper motion to the joint over a, sustain, over a sustained period of time is what leads to the degeneration of the joint. 
the joints have to have proper motion or they're going to have uneven wear and tear. So when you're talking about something like osteoarthritis, then let's look at, you know, how is the joint moving or not moving? And can we work on the biomechanics and get that working? Taking a, taking a pill to cover up the pain is only really allowing the issue to get worse. And, and, you know, I love what you said about how, you know, people in the future are really going to realize that what we think of as modern medicine today is really just like, you know, it's not really that advanced. It's actually very, I feel like it's very archaic. Um, and, and, but, but I feel like it's not just in the future that people are going to realize that. I feel that people are realizing that now because as a functional medicine doctor, we are seeing more and more and more people, not just coming to us, but all of our colleagues who are doing the same type of, you know, evidence-based holistic approach to, to health and healing. You know, people are coming to us saying, I've already gone down that route. I've been on five medicines. I got off two of them on my own. Will you please help me get off the rest? Cause I'm a mess. I'm worse than I was five years ago when I started on these meds. And so people are realizing it. And I'm so glad that you're coming out with this book at this time. And this is like perfect timing for people because the only way that we're going to be able to change our medical system is by educating people on you know, how you really can, you know, get your health back and then sustain that vitality, you know, well into your hundreds. I mean, this is needed more now than ever. I'm super, super excited. Yeah. And, and I, I think uh, uh, this pandemic is going to open a lot of eyes. Um, uh, I, I like, uh, I think every healthcare practitioner right now, I've been really absorbed into uh, this this topic and what we know is is that people that have a strong immune system uh, they fare really well when they're exposed to you know moderate doses of this viruses of this virus now obviously if you're, even if you're healthy if you're exposed to a, a really high load of this virus like we see in, in healthcare workers it, it can uh, override the immune system but what we're learning is that the strength of a person's immune system is the critical determinant of whether they're going to have any symptoms at all or whether they're going to have severe symptoms or whether they're going to die. And they keep talking about these comorbidities, uh, obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Uh, these are conditions that uh, don't happen overnight. They, they're largely the result of diet and lifestyle. So the way to prevent them is to... <laughs> not throw uh, biochemical band-aids at them. And if you are gonna need some help, it's better to utilize natural therapies. And there are great natural therapies for all of those comorbidities. Uh, so uh, what we're seeing is that uh, maybe the route of conventional medicine is really contributing to this, this pandemic because it, it's wiping out the people that have chosen to go down that path and not taken charge and control of their own destiny. Well, you know, the allopathic route of prescribing drugs for just about everything um, has led to the third leading cause of death uh, in the United States. Prescription drugs are the third leading cause of death. You know, for those of you who are listening, I mean, that's huge. If you want to be concerned about anything, be concerned about that because the medicines, they can save your life but they're not designed for long-term use. They're not fixing an underlying problem. They're giving you like a life vest to keep you afloat 
what you need to do while you're afloat is figure out what the root cause of the problem is and address that. Right, Dr. Murray? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as it relates to this, uh, this pandemic, uh, I mentioned that uh, proton pump inhibitors are, are now associated with an increased risk. ACE inhibitor drugs, uh, uh, blood pressure lowering drugs of a certain class are linked to this, uh, uh, this uh, uh, virus as well. And so too uh, are acetaminophen and ibuprofen. And pe people start showing symptoms and what's, they're recommended these drugs that are actually throwing fuel onto the fire. Uh, there's a reason why we have a fever, but with, with the acetaminophen in, in COVID-19, I mentioned glutathione earlier, uh, all of those comorbidities are associated with lower glutathione status. And uh, taking acetaminophen, <laughs> when you're in that state, you're, you're, you're just going to invite that virus to spread like crazy. And when they start sifting through all the medical records and, and uh, using artificial intelligence, they're going to see some really interesting uh, correlations. But we already know that uh, the level of glutathione is a big determinant whether a person has symptoms, whether they get uh, severely ill, or whether they die from COVID-19. And so we should be staying away from anything that's going to deplete glutathione, and we should be working to raise glutathione. And, and I think that's, that's a really good strategy to, to help people prevent, and if they do succumb to COVID-19, uh, have a, a, a better path to recover. You know, Dr. Murray, I was, I was one of those who, on my health journey, I was taking four to six ibuprofen three days a week. And I did that for more than a decade, probably about wow. 12 years. And that was through my 20s and early 30s before I had my diagnosis. I'm a celiac. I thought you were in your 20s. <laughs> well, thank you. No, I'm in my 40s. But so I was one who was doing that, who was taking that because I had such severe joint pain. I felt like I was 90 years old. And yeah. while taking that every day would help a little bit with the pain, it constantly came back. And so, you know, going through the process of my own diagnosis and turning my health around and really gaining my wellness and optimizing my health, we talk about immune system and I really had to do so much work on my immune system to get that back where it needs to be. And that's what we talk about with our clients is how do they support their immune system? And I think we've seen a lot of people during this pandemic really kind of wake up a little bit and say, wait a minute, what am I doing every day? I'm tearing down my immune system. I really need to start working on my health and all the research that you've done on longevity. What would you recommend the top, you know, two to three things that people can start doing right now while they're starting to really focus on their health, what should they be doing first? Well, you know, um, it's easy to jump to all these uh, anti-aging strategies, but I'll tell you the things that if you look at, I'm primarily a medical researcher. I read information and I digest it and I try to put it out in a way that makes uh, sense to people, but uh, you need to get good sleep. Uh, you got to get good, deep sleep. And uh, in another class of drugs that's associated with early death are the benzodiazepines, the sedative hypnotic drugs, uh, because they don't allow people to get to those deep levels of sleep. So you got to get good rest. You got to meditate. You got to put yourself in that, that relaxation state and uh, let your, your body repair, rejuvenate, 
and recharge. So that, that's really, really key. Exercise, here's a statistic. It's estimated that for every hour you spend exercising, uh, you increase your life expectancy by two hours. That's a great trade-off. So uh, you got you, uh, Dr. V, you mentioned the importance of uh, movement to, to joint, but it's, it's got great effects on the brain. Uh, and when you start looking at the health benefits of, of exercise, it's really unsurpassed. You got to get sleep too, but you know, so a good health promoting lifestyle is, is really where it starts. And we, we started in chapter one, as, as we talked earlier, I talked about the power of purpose and the ability to express gratitude. Uh, the longest uh, active study uh, it looked at all the different factors that are associated with, with uh, living longer. And one of the things that they, that they discovered was that the quality of relationships was, was really critical. We're social beings. And, uh, you know, <laughs> when I, I gave a webinar a few, few weeks ago on the power of purpose, and, and we talked about creating a vehicle to make a difference in, in the lives of others. I like that the classic uh, uh, cartoon depicting the difference between heaven and hell. In hell, they had this great feast, but nobody could in, enjoy it because their their spoons and forks were way too long, and they couldn't they couldn't feed themselves. And uh, in heaven, they had the same feast, and everybody was was laughing and having a good time and really enjoying uh, the food. And the only difference was instead of trying to feed themselves, they were feeding others. And so the quality of our relationships really is important. And uh, you know, a lot of people maybe have some trouble with, with human relationships, but, you know, uh, pets can, can replace humans to a large extent. So uh, don't underestimate the power of connection. Love and connection is a, is, is a human need, and it, it's really important in, in, in living longer. Then, you know, all the dietary and supplement strategies, I'm sure all of your your listeners have heard from, from other speakers, and I go into these in the book. And we talked about we talk about you know supporting mitochondrial function and reducing telomere lengths and all the standard anti-aging uh, strategies. But uh, it really starts with with these with these basic uh, foundational aspects of health: developing a positive mental attitude, you know, ex expressing gratitude, love, and connection in your life following a health-promoting lifestyle, avoiding harmful health habits, and engaging in those habits that are health-promoting. Uh, exercise, uh, deep breathing exercises, getting enough sleep, uh, and then a diet, uh, is primarily a plant-based diet, getting all those important antioxidant nutrients, not over-consuming, eating to control blood sugar levels, uh, and then uh, lastly, supplementary measures. And I include in that category, not just dietary supplements, but anything that's gonna support person, a person's health. For uh, over 30 years now, I've, I've, I have had two to three uh, body work sessions, massage, Thai massage, uh, acupressure uh, a week. Three time, two to three times a week, I get body work, and I've had a chiropractic adjustment once a week pretty much for, for the last 30 years as well. So I, I, I really think that's an important uh, supplementary strategy for me. So anything that's going to support our health, I include in that category. And 
so I get asked a lot, uh, you know, what are three things or what's the most important thing? And I think from my answer, you, you, you get the sense that um, I promote everything. And uh, it's kind of like a car. Uh, you know, what's the most important part of your car? Uh, it's usually the thing that you don't have or it's broken, you know, because your car needs everything to work in order for you to, to ha have use of it. I mean, it, it, you got to have the key, the battery's got to work, all, all four tires have to be there, you got to have gas in it or have it fully charged, whatever. There's a lot of things that, that go into having a functional car, and we are much more uh, complex than that. So, um, I, I, uh, I like to recommend that you, you, uh, you do everything you can. And I'll tell you where that came from. I, I try to throw this in on in, in, in every interview or lecture that I give. Uh, we've learned so much from our patients. And I had a patient, I was blessed to have a patient named Dean who had a very rare genetic disorder. He was the uh, uh, longest survivor uh, ever of this uh, genetic disorder. And he had to go through, he went through three kidney transplants in his life. Uh, he didn't make it to 30, but most, most uh, people with this disorder die uh, before they reach their teens. So he, he lived longer. And uh, after his third um, kidney transplant, uh, I was talking to him and, you know, he, uh, what what he was going through was was uh, was really uh, really taxing, and his commitment was unbelievable. And I asked him, I said, Dean, you know what what inspires you to to you know want to live so much? And he says, you know, he says I love life, and he he goes, and uh, all I can do is all I can do. So. Why wouldn't I do all that I can do? And I tell you, that just, uh, you know, when you hear truth, it gives you a, a, a kind of a tingle. Uh, I, uh, the tingle and the tears that that produced, because I knew he was speaking the truth. We have to do everything we can. We have to, to value this vessel that we're given. We have to value this life that we have. And so we have to cherish it, and we have to... Uh, do what we can to honor it and nurture it. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, sometimes it, it, it doesn't hit us uh, how important it is to do these things until our health is really challenged. Uh, I feel challenged when I have a hangnail uh, because, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't have many health challenges. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, you know, I, if it, something's wrong with me, it's, uh, I, 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 want it, I want it gone yesterday, you know, so... Um, uh, I, but I feel really blessed. I'm 62 and, uh, ha, you know, have, have great energy and uh, all my faculties and uh, no, no aches and pains and, 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 and fantastic health. You know, I love how you talk about in your first chapter that, you know, that you're opening with, um, you know, have finding purpose. And I just want to dig into that for just a little bit. Um, we, you know, our approach when we're working with our clients is truly a whole person approach. We know that if an individual has limiting belief systems, um, and most of the time those are subconscious, they don't even realize that they have them, right? They were, it's generational. They've had them for generations. So they were born with a certain belief system. Um, yeah. 
and and or if they've had heightened emotional experiences over their lifetime, which who hasn't, right? Um, or if they're not speaking and living their truth and their purpose to begin with, that people do ultimately get sick. Like it changes your genetic expression. It changes your biochemistry. It ages you faster. Why? Because you're, you're, you're walking through life with the wrong set of glasses on. You're looking at things through the wrong perspective. Yeah. You know, we've have been, I feel like programmed for years now. So we're born uh, this way where we're like, you know, how do we make a living? And we've forgotten how to live. Like we don't even know the value that we have when we're born, when we chose to be born and come here, we don't even know our, our own value and, and, the, and we don't even know our own power that we have to change our reality around us um, simply by our thoughts and the gratitude that we have for what we have in being present. And so I can't wait to read your book. And the first chapter sounds like it's going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah, let me let me make a couple of comments. Uh, uh, you know, one of my heroes is uh, Dr. Martin Seligman. Uh, he he is, I think, to uh, psychology what Einstein was to physics and Pauling was to to biochemistry. Uh, he was responsible for uh, the whole development of of positive psychology. Uh, and uh, one of his major contributions was developing the learned helplessness model of depression and. Uh, it, through his work, when he started looking at humans, he found there was a, a, a big difference between optimists and pessimists. So he developed this questionnaire called the Attributional Style Questionnaire to help people determine whether they are a pessimist or an optimist. And uh, one of the books I wrote was How to Prevent and Treat Cancer with Natural Medicine. And when I, when, when I was doing research on this book, I came across this interesting study that, that, that used Seligman's attributional style questionnaire, and they used a, a special liver function test to determine the liver's ability to detoxify cancer-causing compounds. And what they found was is that the people that had the greatest degree of optimism were more effective at uh, uh, clearing these cancer-causing compounds. People that were more pessimistic uh, they, their ability to detoxify was significantly reduced. And uh, that, that really made a, an impression on me because just as you said, our psychology influences our physiology. I also want to make another comment on, uh, you mentioned about how we're born. Um, they did this study with mice that was really interesting. They, they took mice and uh, they exposed them to cherry blossom essence, and then they gave them an electric shock. So they quickly became sensitized and programmed. Anytime they would smell cherry blossom essence, they would go into a panic attack because they, they were expecting to get shocked. So they bred those mice, and the offspring, they never, they never were exposed to shock, but every time they were exposed to cherry blossom essence, they went into full panic attack that effect lasted four generations. So you look at what's happened in the Middle East and, and uh, in other uh, situations, there's certain things that are ingrained in, in, our, in our DNA that is real, that really interesting. So I, I agree with what you're saying. And we can reprogram, and we do that through our conscious thoughts. And in the book, I, I highlight a, a process I call uh, uh, it's, it's a kind of a modified priming. Uh, I, 
I, I reach into the universe in my meditations and I pull down what I want. I want love, joy, peace, and happiness. And then I associate to those feelings by then uh, doing deep breathing exercises. And as I breathe in, I say, I am love, I am love, I am love, I am love. I say that seven times. And then as I exhale, I associate to the feeling that I'm talking about or re, uh, that I'm affirming. So I feel that love. I found that has really worked really well for me. So I become uh, you know, more, more self-sufficient, but I, I fill my, my mind and my heart with the things that, that I think we all want more of in our life. And I, I encourage people to find what really resonates best with them. And I, I mix it up a little bit, but I love that love, joy, peace, and happiness. Those are, those are the things that, that I, I, I try to, to bring up more into uh, my life. And uh, gosh, I mean, these emotional states produce tremendous physiological benefits. Uh, one of the, I, I mentioned I'm a medical researcher, so I, I, I came across an interesting article a few years ago. Well, it, it actually went before that. I, I read a Sports Illustrated article about Stan Musial, and Stan Musial was, was a famous baseball player, one of the most beloved sports heroes of all time. And the reason was, is he was so thankful for having the opportunity to play professional baseball that he, he, he treated every fan like they were personally responsible for the great life that he had. So uh, he really endeared himself to a, a very large fan base. And uh, he lived by all uh, standards, uh, just a, a, a blessed life. And I'm reading this article and then I had an epiphany and I realized that all the people who were long lived, that's the polite word of saying old, whom I respected, loved, admired, and wanted to be like when I got to be their age, uh, they all had different personalities. Uh, but one thing they had in common was they lived in a state of grace and appreciation and thankfulness and gratitude just came to them naturally. And I started looking at that and, and I said, well, there's gotta be some research on this effect. And so I dug up a whole lot of this research I highlighted in that first chapter, but there's power in that experience of gratitude. There's a reason why uh, <laughs> we were taught to say grace. It was, there's a reason why, uh, for me, it was my grandmother who taught me how to give thanks every night before I went to sleep. And these little habits go a huge way in helping us not only have a more meaningful life, but literally light up our physiology in a way that promotes health, happiness, and longevity. So uh, there's great payoff. And, uh, and, and so, uh, you know, we, we have to get that power source uh, uh, turned up, you know, uh, we're kind of like light bulbs and inside of us, there's this, this uh, light that really wants to shine through, but some of us have that dimmer switch turned all the way down. We need to turn that dimmer switch up. So how do we do that? We do that by, you know, really uh, trying to bring that light from within us uh, to the exterior uh, through showing love, 
gratitude, uh, appreciation. And then we have to make sure that our physical being reflects that light as well and, and make it as pure and healthy as we possibly can. And that's what I, that's what I want to get across in the book. And, uh, and if you do those things, you're going to achieve the goal. What's the goal? The goal is to live better now, live stronger, and then the, the longer life will take care of itself. I'm glad that you shared that analogy real quick of the turning up the dimmer switch. Cause I think a, a lot of people just who, who are negative thinking people feel like that's just how I am, but it has to be a conscious effort every day for us to recognize where we fall on that switch and make the effort to turn on that light, to bring that light. And, and, you know, one thing that we share with our clients when changing mindset is that it has to be a daily practice over time. It does become easier, but in the beginning it's challenging and you have to set your goal to do something every day to change your mindset before it gets easier. So having you explain that makes me really excited to, to dive into your book. How, how can we find it? How does someone get a hold of your book? All right. So right now it's only available through my website, thelongevitymatrix.com. And I want everybody to have this book. So I'm basically giving it away. Uh, now we do charge $10 for the book. It's a 550 page book. So there's great value in that. That $10 includes shipping. So it's a flat fee. You pay $10. We're going to send you that book. And we're also going to make available to you about $200 worth of bonus programs. We have a bonus program on COVID-19, how to protect yourself. Uh, we have a bonus video on uh, uh, how you can detoxify. We have a 10-day uh, cleansing program. Uh, we have uh, some additional uh, PDFs and, and videos. We, I want people to get this information and, and apply it in their in their lives. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's my mission. And, and, uh, so I, I'm just trying to make it as, uh, affordable $10. Uh, gosh, you know, uh, everyone should get this book. That's so generous of you. Uh, you know, and that just shows how much that you're, um, working on passing it forward, you know, just to educate people and let them know that it is right there in their grasp. There's not a magic pill and it's not a solution that's out of reach for anybody. Any of us can have it. And thank you so much for writing this book and sharing it with the world, you know, at a, you know, at a, at a pretty affordable price. I and mean, we're, Ann and I are buying books all the time and we're, you know, 19 bucks plus. So, you know, thank you for, for doing that. So everyone can go, where is it again? The longevity matrix.com. Yes. So the longevity matrix.com. You can get Dr. Michael Murray's book there. Thank you so much for the time that you spent your love and your joy and your vibrance just, you know, radiates through the zoom screen. And, and <laughs> I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to meet with you. We can't wait to have you on our podcast again. I'm sure there's so many fun topics that we could get into. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you. You're doing a great service and I appreciated being on your program and I hope to come back. Thank you. We will definitely have you back. Thank you, everyone, okay. for joining us on today's Tribe Talk. Um, stay tuned because we've got so many amazing speakers coming up every week. We will see you. Have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed day. Bye.